If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast. I am not Colby Jubinville, but I am John Byers, and I'll insert that hesitation in, uh, as a nod to Colby. He is still on PTO, uh, and you are with us here in VCO, VCE Studios in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Across the table, we have the one that dons the crown of the GOAT empire, Tyler Burnett. You also have uh, our good friend. On the uh, edge of a seat. What's that? I'm on the edge of my seat. Yes, over you here. are. Yes, you are. Tyler does not I'm so like. so excited to be here. He I'm does good. not like where we cut off the episode last week. He made it very clear once we shut that down. <laughs> so just so you guys get a sneak peek to behind the scenes. We did edit that part out because it's not for your kids. Um, so here we are again. And we do have uh, Rachel Layton, as you might have known her originally, now Layton Smith, yep. uh, that has joined us as a co-host here, uh, our first guest ever, and now our first co-host ever. So Rachel, it's so good to have you back Thanks with us. Thanks for having me Big back. things happening. <laughs> this is an episode that is dedicated to the GOAT, the greatest of all time, and for those that want to be the GOAT in their own life, business, and relationships, we try to serve it up in a way that you can get it, and we do that by trying to deliver a unique perspective, a unique education, and a unique experience for those that are just getting into the game in their 20s, those that are moving up in the game in their 30s, those that are trying to stay in the game in their 40s. And when we get into our 50s, where we ask ourselves what we really want, a good quick <laughs> nod to our friends at Dev Digital, who turns everything into a digital uh, solution and success for you. Check them out at devdigital.com. Brian Huddleston, our good friend that runs the show over there, actually had a goat when he joined us on the show, and that goat was Walter Carr who is joining us here today, and we uh, we cut him off a moment ago. Hopefully you didn't get too angry with us like Tyler that you decided to, to stick around with us for the back half of this conversation and this fascinating, fun goat story. So, Walter, you left us off. You left us hanging um, last time where you were – uh, if you, if, by the way, if you haven't listened, pause the episode, go back, check out the first half of this conversation. You want to hear this backstory, uh, but we, Walter's going to pick up right where he's knocking on the door, sometime mid June, three years ago, almost to the mm -hmm. day, and catch us up. So you're dropped off at the door. What time is it when, when that first knock uh, on the door, first day on the job, to which you have just made your way? Uh, to Pelham from yes. where was it? Where was it? The city? Hallwood. 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 Yeah. You left at midnight. You made a what was going to be a seven hour and 25 minute walk, but you had some friends along the way that helped shorten yes. that, that drive. Um, and you are the about run. to knock on the door. <laughs> yes. 
catch us up right right there where you left well, off. Well, really quick, just for a time check, you told us you were going to break the record of the seven hours. So did it end up being seven total hours still? No, it, we, we, we literally crushed that seven hours. <laughs> just like you knew you would. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, we were going to crush that. I think we beat it by three or two hours. Wow. So I was like, yes, I knew yeah. I was going to be dead. I have. I like I'm gonna beat this <laughs> one way or the other. If it kills me, yes. I'm gonna beat it. I think so, we yeah. all be- we all believe that for yes, sure. For sure. <laughs> so where the time frame, the first knock on the door, I'm not mistaken, it's between six thirty or six o'clock in the morning. And officer went ahead first. She said to make sure it's okay with them that I stayed there because he was just in awe. So they told him he he came back to the car like they are with you coming in, staying to the movie company, get here. So I come in, I meet Miss Jenny, her husband. At the time, I did not know the kids was there, but it was downstairs, sleep still. So they <laughs> they didn't have no odd that was there to the movie company until we all started moving. Now, taking Miss Jenny, them wasn't ready to fully, really move yet. So right. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So I get in, Miss Jenny, I know how moms are. The first thing, oh my gosh, are you okay? How you feel? You need something to drink? Have you mm. eaten? I like the officers already took all right, I just need a phone charger to charge my phone. It's going dead. And then I'm good. She's like, you wanna go upstairs and go to sleep and everything? It's like <laughs> we literally argued for wow. five minutes <laughs> before I really wanted to argue because you can't really win with mom. Yeah. In arguing. So it's like we wow. I, somehow I won and she's like, okay fine and i was like i look around i can see they were still packing i said well i can help out so no you i'm like i can help out since i'm here i can get you ready so we took that hour and time frame to the movie team got there and they was ready to, they was ready because at first they wasn't and i helped them pack and everything then i met mm. the kids it's like you can tell they're waking up who is this guy that's not hit my mom pack <laughs> this stuff up because they just walking who up. Who's this packing angel? Wow. Right. Because <laughs> they, they, they didn't want to do that's it. That's right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so that, that time frame, the mover coming to pull up. And Ms. Jen said, well, let's go outside meet the team. I'm introducing myself to the team. Hi, I'm Walter. Shaking hands. As I'm shaking hands to everybody, Ms. Jen's like, tell them how you got here. And I was like, I wasn't going to tell nobody. I walked. I was like, I just, you know. Just, just me. I'm like, why? Like, tell him how you why got did, here. Why didn't you want to tell him what was in there for you? I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't want to bother nobody with the situation. I didn't think much of it. I was, just, I was trying to get the word. Your humbleness. So I want, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, so she told us like, well, he walked here. She beat me too. It's like <laughs> he walked here, and wow. the whole team was mad at me. They're like, what? Well, we pre- they they were mad, but joyful at the same time for me showing up and taking that that extra step to come because they had people uh, an extra recruit. few steps we might add. Unintended, <laughs> 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 right? Because yeah. <laughs> many recruiters don't show up to the first day of the job. They leave them hanging a man short, and we wow. really needed the whole crew that day because Miss Jenny had a big house to move. <laughs> 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 so they're like. Well, do you know, get a ride back home. I said, well, Miss Jenny and her husband said they're going to take me home. He's like, no, we figured out. And the team's like, I, one guy said, I'll take him. The other guy said, I'll take him. At the end, they didn't try to pay paper, steals, and rock to who take me home. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to get you home. They're like, why you didn't call nobody? I said, well, I didn't know how the app worked that real. And when I did see the numbers, it was like, 
out of state numbers. I'm just like, one said Georgia, one said Tennessee. I like, I don't know nobody in Atlanta, <laughs> Tennessee. I didn't want y'all to wow. drive for extra time. I thought y'all was driving from out of town to come move somebody. I didn't think much of it. So I said I didn't call nobody. So we get moving now. We we doing the moving. Everybody getting along. It's hot outside. I think it's like ninety something. Again, I have joggers on. Wow. Everybody else got shorts on and everything, but we all sweat. We we get it done. I think Miss Jenny had us booked from eight to three. We crushed that time. We got done twelve thirty one. Oh gosh. We got her moved in. I see a theme here. Like you crush timelines. <laughs> That's my thing. I gotta crush it. Like don't drive anywhere. I'm crushing the time you said I'm arrive by how much I can. Yeah. You said I'm gonna take an hour, thirty minutes, I'm gonna cut it into an hour. I'm wow. gonna get there. <laughs> so at that point, Miss Jenny love love Miss Jenny. That's fam they like my second family, her and her kids. I have to mm. go see them when I'm in town again. And we was moving, and I'm at this point. I'm drenched into sweat. At this point, my teammates seeing that I'm, you can see that my body is physically incapable to keep going, but I'm still going. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I got heat cramps. My arms folding up to like this. That I got to force them to open back up. I'm drinking water after wow. water after water after water. And tired I'm, as can be. Tired, and I'm still going. My teammate, man, just take a break. All right, no, I'm good. Let's keep going. Let's just keep going. Like, bro, take a break. Just take a break. So like, I take a little second break. Then I get back at Did we just tell you to take a break? I'm like, no, I don't know what break is. So <laughs> my shirt is drenched. My pants are drenched. It's like I just jumped in a full swimming pool and just came back out. Mm-hmm. So Miss Janet, loving the mom, loving lady, told she, she had a son. And she was like, well, he's coming his hammock, like his old clothes. Put these on so you can be cool and you can be more comfortable. So I go upstairs into the new bed, to the new bathroom, which they haven't been in yet. Let me change and get myself together and continue to move. And it was just great. And once we finished the move, we we I sit around and play with the kids. I play basketball with her kids. Wonderful kids. All her kids are great. She has three boys. They are wonderful. And play basketball. We literally play basketball with them. And then it started pouring out, raining, and the driver of the truck, one of the truck drivers was like, well, I'll take you home because I live in that area. And he took me home. He got me something to eat. He's like, look, you do something else to eat and everything. And after that, fast forward, a day or two go by. Again, I did not know what Miss Jenny did at the time frame until Luke, my boss, the CEO of Bear Hawks, called me. And again, in my mindset, I see my boss is calling me. I'm thinking I'm in trouble. What did I do wrong on the move? I'm like, what did I? I'm trying to think of all the strategies, what I did wrong. Didn't think of none of the walk. I just literally didn't think none of it. He called me and said, Walter, I just want to say, you set the bar for determination for anything I have ever seen. Like, it was a bar here, but you just really took that bar and just threw it somewhere else. You crushed it. Like, Literally, and I was just like, "Well, pre- like, thank you so much." You know, I just, I just want to keep my word to y'all that I was gonna be at work, and I kept my word. And he's like, "Well, I got a surprise for you." On, well, I got two surprises. One, do you remember the lady that you moved? I said, "Yeah, Miss Jenny." He's like, "Well, she wrote a story about you on Facebook. Do you have a Facebook account?" I said, "I do, but I haven't been in Facebook, and somehow I left it alone. So I gotta remember my password on sign back in." So he ended up sending me. A picture of what she has 
uh, posted and she told her, her whole story. She told the whole story. I'm just like, I did not expect her to do that. And he like, well, look at the bottom. It's going viral. People to this right now are still liking it, coming and sharing it. And it had got so much. So when I finally got into my Facebook account, the original post got deleted by mistake somehow. I guess it, it probably crashed itself because it was going berserk. Right. And she had to post it again, and it went berserk again. People were like, where's Walter? <laughs> I need to meet him. I come fix his car for him myself. Oh, he wow. comes. It was just so much going on, and I was just like, wow. I didn't think much of it. I just walked. He's like, did you? People like, to the day, I said, do you think anything of it? I said, I didn't think. It was, I was just walking to work. I was literally just going to work like everybody else. I just had to walk there to get there, but I got to work. And Luke set me up. Luke, if you're hearing this and watching this, you set me up. Because he told <laughs> me we were getting coffee <laughs> the next day. I think I'm going to meet the team, everybody else that's on the, in the company. I thought we were going to go out to eat. He's like, do you like coffee? I said, well, I don't drink coffee. I drink like hot chocolate. In the morning, that's my coffee. <laughs> of course to me. you do. Of course you <laughs> do. <laughs> that's my coffee to me. He's like, well, this place sells hot chocolate. I said, sounds good. I'll be there. So now I take it, the place I had to meet him to, again, I still don't have no car. I had to walk there. So I beat him there, and the place was 30 minutes away from my my apartment at the time frame, wow. and I beat him here. And I don't think in the time frame I walked by, I didn't remember, I don't see, I don't remember seeing nobody set set the situation up, the cameras and everything. I just walked down, sitting there waiting on him, like, hey, I'm here. I'm like 10, 15 minutes out. I said, okay. I'm like, I beat him here. Nice. Just sit here. Relax. <laughs> Catch my breath. <laughs> yeah. So he he pulls up, and he gets out the car, but he wasn't driving. I didn't pay attention to the car. I thought it was one of, what, like, his wife or something that was driving the car. She drove off. Maybe she comes back. He's like, well, we talking. I'm at. And then he's like, well, let's walk somewhere. I want to show you something. I said, okay. So I'm walking. I'm taking none of it. As we get closer... He was like, I saw, now I see the cameras. I see the news team. I see the cops. I see Miss Jenny. Mm. Everybody's standing outside this, this place. Excuse me. And he like, don't get nervous in there. I was like, that's too late now. Yeah, don't get nervous. <laughs> 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 like, you guys see these people? <laughs> so the first thing I did when I saw everybody, I went straight to the officer's to shake their hands because I didn't know think I'll see them again. Mm. And I'm like, well, thank y'all for what y'all did because you didn't have wow. to do that. You know, feed me and everything. So I thanked them and said, it was good to see you. We caught up. I went to hug Miss Jean as you see in the news in the news story. And from there, it just went from there. People wanted me to do video interviews, TV interviews. And you got a car. You, you and you got a car. I you got a car. A car. He, when he talked, I don't know if you can see my reaction. It took me a minute to realize what he said. He's like, I want to give you my wow. car. And I paused because I'm like, <laughs> he's playing. <laughs> You're giving me <laughs> your car to use? Wow. Or... For, like for, for a day or two? You know, <laughs> in my mind, everything there. Like, no, for you to have. And I was wow. like, oh, my gosh. I'm in that mindset. I'm trying to hold back the tears. Sure. Like, I want to see me crying. This camera in my face. I want to see me crying. No. <laughs> it was just all because, like, mm. I give Luke so much praise. Today, I still work for them. Even though I, I live in Huntsville, I still, when I'm ever in time in Birmingham, I go do a couple moves. Yeah, I bet, and you, I meet I bet they I bet they <laughs> always have that door open for you. Yes, I love it. And hopefully one day I can 
run a business, Luke. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna put that out there. I can, I, I mean, you know, I can do that. Um, and there it just, it went. It was to a point that I was doing so many. I didn't know what was going on and how to functionate. How, I don't know how y'all do it. It's the the fame and celebrity of it of how people just want to know all about it. I didn't know all that and mm. so it was like scary because I was scheduling things and then think about how long it's going to take and how this set up. I did not know that so once that came into an interview my shirt was on backwards oh. my headband for bear house was upside down <laughs> I was like physically there but mentally I was crying. Wow. Cause I was like, she's like, why don't you catch him in Gina? I haven't got no sleep for real. I got maybe two, three, four hours of sleep. Mm. And I was just like, people always calling me. It, I don't know how people got my number. It's just somehow my number got links of people calling me. Hey, Walter, I just want to say congrats and everything. I was like, man, it's 12 o'clock at night. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> trying to sleep. Where is the do but not they... disturb button on this thing? Walter, right. like what, what is the, bi- I mean, so many, as I hear that story, there's so many takeaways. What is the big takeaway for you? Like, what do you, what do you walk away from that story with? If you can objectively and you can't, but if you could possibly like look at that story like, what do you take away from it? I take away from somebody that just doesn't take no for answer. Like, they don't take that barrier and look at it like, oh, man, that barrier too big. I'm going to walk off. I took it as somebody took that wall, crushed it, went through it, over how he had to, he went, he got over that, that obstacle and just showed that no matter, matter what's going on, it's my quote, I like to say, God makes it like, Everything is a mental thing. Once you think something you can't do, mm. you're not going to do it. Like, say we in a gym, and Tyler says, once I can't do that last rip, now his body is not going to let him do that last rip. But if he thinks he can do that last rip, you can do it. Because I feel like God put us on this earth for things to be possible, not for things not to be possible. Because that's mm-hmm. the case he would have made us. So everything in the world is possible. Don't let nobody tell you it's not. When somebody says it's impossible, just say, I'm going to show you, and you go out there and do it. So our mind our mind gives us suggestions, and then mm-hmm. we get to s- decide if they're true or not. Mind over matter, yeah. right? That's true. My, my takeaway is this. I, I, this. It is a story for me of how much better we are with each other how much further we can go with each other than we can on our own and how you wrap, you were wrapped around by these other people along the journey that day, that 20 mile journey. And I, I would imagine if I'm, if I'm Jenny or if I'm Luke or if I'm you, everybody feels like they got the most out of that story. I would imagine like you do, Jenny does, Luke, like those police officers, like to be a little part of that, we are much better. You know, I feel like one of my favorite movies, probably a goat at some point, Gladiator, when he says, whatever comes out of those gates, if you want to survive, we got to stay together. That is a story of. Yeah, that's that's a great uh, example. That's that's what I feel and, and hear when I hear that story. 
Yeah, what, cause, what's, um, what's coming to you, Tyler? I mean, I know you're into sports, too, and it's easy to affiliate, like, a football team. Like, you, you know, the quarterback's important, and in this story, you're the quarterback. Um, but there's a whole system that operates around you, or it had to, to make it work. So what do you, what do you think? I mean, I'm just thinking back to one of our last episodes about trust and just the trust that yeah that the team has in you after this first thing and then just the trust that your that your girlfriend must have and and your and your family and and then your business wise and you know trust is everything and the the fact that people can trust you to show up and not just show up but crush expectations and and crush goals and the trust is the biggest the biggest key in, in all of these stories, that mm-hmm. you, whether it's your determination to get to work or your determination to finish a goal or a task or whatever the case may be. I mean, without trust, none of those things happen. Yeah, and your trust in people, these strangers, that they're going to do right by you. I mean, and vice versa, you're right? so vulnerable in a moment that you've been walking for so many hours. You're tired. Yeah. You're physically just exhausted in the trust that they're going to be good to you in the process. I mean, you know, you're sitting there, you're exhausted, and someone, a police officer pulls up and puts their lights on. You're like, man, you know, this is not what I was hoping for right now. It's the opposite right. of rest. <laughs> this is, you know, the opposite. But, yeah, I, I think for me it's generosity. Um, I'm in hospitality by trade. It's, it's how I live my life as well outside of work. And I think about the generosity of what you kept you kept being generous with every person and you were so generous through the mm. whole process. Like you're generous with your girlfriend in the beginning. I'm not going to put the stress on you as you're going through the whole process of all the struggle, your generosity with the dog, even to try to get it back the right direction and throw a ball back, you know, to get that dog back to the owner. Um, and then even mm. showing up so early, that's generous to your coworkers. You're, yeah. you're loving the business that you have opted into, but being so generous again to, to, pack for a family you probably weren't getting paid for that necessarily and you know then to stay after and you know enrich their lives and play basketball with their kids again it's just so much generosity and then it it kind of replicated itself tenfold with the police officers who paid for your meals you know miss jenny who set up the gofundme the car all this generosity came from all this goodness and that's abundance and yet really came from your abundant mindset of like i can do this so yeah, the, 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 oh, go ahead, Walter. Because uh, the GoFundMe, I did not know about it until. Yeah, talk about that. That's where I was going to go. But, yeah, tell everybody two, about. Three, two weeks after. And at that time, friend, again, at that time, Jenny, a good friend, Ms. Whitney, which is my manager, I love her. She, after a while, took over for all the things for me, the social media and stuff like that, because I was struggling. And she started setting up interviews for me because I was being a radio interview. And people would call it testing Walter. Well, you remember you got this thing in the 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm stealing this interview <laughs> right now. Yeah. Give me an hour, I'll call you, and we get it situated. And thanks to Miss Whitney for stepping in and helping me out because I didn't know what I was doing. And so one day we was in the interview. I was gonna do an interview for Fox Six, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember who it was. I know it was the news team. And the GoFundMe has reached, it had reached a certain amount, and I was like, "Wow, people really care for me in this in in the walk." Mm. And she's like, "I like this amount is uh, good enough for me to get me through school and there's what else I need to do in life." And I like, I want to give it, I want to donate some of the money to somebody. And she's like, "Okay, you have an organized organization in your mind. Of course, you got the biggest ones. You got." the counselor kids and other people. I said, I want to do something different. I want to give back to 
kids like me and people out there. And I was like, well, this is a fun, this organization I was in in school called Birmingham Ed, which is short for Birmingham Education. I said, they are an organization that came when I was in 10th grade in high school, and they helped me become who I am that you know me as today as Walter. Like, not shy, closed up, like, I can talk, I can... They taught us how to get ready for job interviews, how to speak, how to say um and like so much, and things like that. So, I'm like, I want to give them, at this cut point off, where the, the rent, the money stops, that from here on, wherever else people give me, even though people was mad, we, we shut it off the first time. People were so upset at Miss Jenny and Luke that they had to reopen it up again. And wow. when we closed it out again, people still was upset. Like, we still want to give money. We can get to this goal. And I was like, well, we, I feel, and I really thank everybody, for everybody I haven't got the chance to respond to, thank you all for your love and care and the mm. support. I'm glad my story touched you all. And, and it got to a, how, what did it get up it to? Got, it got to like 66,000, I'm not mistaken, close to 70,000. Wow. So, and you subtract that month to what was left, Donated $25,000 to the Birmingham Education Foundation to give back to the students at my school I went to or any school in general for any kid. Because I look at it mm. as you show, well, my scholarship is different for other people, not knocking the right scholarship. I make it to a point that you can do either write an essay or show me a video. And just show me how you overcame obstacles in your life. Show me that you got determination. Show me what makes you different for everybody else. Show me what's that extra push. And it's always great candidates. I'm always the person I told my told the team at Birmingham, everybody wins with me. Like everybody, everybody's gonna win. If you don't get the scholarship, you're gonna get something. That's just mm. me. So the Walter Carr Award was born. I did wow. not know about it until the Steve Harvey show. Cause Steve flew out my good friend J.W. J.W. Carpenter out to the show. He hid him from me. He even yeah. changed his name <laughs> at the hotel. So I, when I looked into the crowd, he stood up. Yeah. I like you. As you see my reaction, yep. just like, what? <laughs> when did you get here? And he's like, he wanted to do the Walter Car Award, and I was just like wow. so honored because I never thought from that walk to now I'd be in a position to touch anybody or just be able to help anybody, you know, because the money with the scholarship is you can, you can take it. It's just your money. So if you go to college, it helps pay for books and whatever else that you need. And you probably have a little bit left over. And so, and I tell students, some students like, well, I might not want to go to college. Okay, that's fine. College ain't for everybody. It's different opportunities, but don't take like, this is your money. It's your thing. Do what you need to which you need to do with. And I tell like I try to have a, that conversation with them, let them know that hey, anything is where it's possible. Make it happen. And so, so on to cool. the day I said we're in our third year. I think this is our third year of the Walter Carr um award. And so we're gonna keep going. I'm gonna try to keep it going for generations to pass it on to the next person if when I like you say get to fifty, like, oh man, I'm kinda <laughs> 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 don't wanna do this well. no more, but hopefully by God great Earth, it's still going. The scholarships keep going. Well, we'll we're gonna find a way to to help at least with our part in helping it keep going. So we'll we'll make that commitment to you. And and what a cool thing that you did. I will tell you. I, I imagine. Um, first of all, I don't think you'll ever ever know 
not on this earth at least, the impact that you've had with the walk. I just don't know that you ever can. I mean, how many parents have used it as a as a teaching <laughs> moment for themselves, hopefully, and their kids? I mean, I will tell you this last Sunday, my son, who I'm very proud of, got his first job this summer, lifeguarding, got oh, certified. I mean, he's doing great. He asked me to um, drive him to the pool in our neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> to drop him off for the start for the start yeah. of his shift and I said son I'm so proud of you and I love you and I can't do that on principle based on the conversation I'm going to have later this week with Walter I'm not going to drive you 10 minutes to the pool you got to walk that path look we all have a walk <laughs> we all have to walk that we have to do so he was not in that moment a bit a very big fan of yours but i i know i know I one know day he wasn't. <laughs> i know I he, he will be so he walked up to me in the store sorry cut you off no one kid walked up to the store and he's like ain't you walter i i see i'm like yes i i am it was funny he's like i don't like you I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> and the mom's like, I'm so sorry. I used you as an example most of the times when you want to do something. He's like, oh, I don't feel like doing it. But Walter did. I'm like, mom. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like son, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Look, oh, it's not awesome. my fault. I did not I did not know. That it, is your fault. <laughs> it is your fault. It is your fault. And it's, and it's awesome. Like, <laughs> and it's also fault. We said I love you. I was just messing with you. I like it made me laugh and too because I like wow. People actually talk and use me as an example. Well, it's true. It's that's just... what that's what goats that's what goats get to do. And uh, as we start to to wind the episode down in this conversation, which has been such a joy, uh, one of the ways we like to honor the guests is we have a segment, as we might call it, the things that we think and do not say. And it really comes from the movie Jerry Maguire. I, I, being 23, I would make up, you might have not seen that movie, but you need to watch it. It's so fantastic, <laughs> and you would love it. Jerry Maguire, the beginning of the movie, which sets the stage for the whole the whole movie and this next segment, he writes a mission statement. It's not a memo, and he's very clear about those two things. And uh, we, we, the mission statement is named The Things We Think and Do Not Say. And so we like to have this segment to get out of our own heads, and one of the things that I heard you share a couple times today, and I wanted to see if this is a thing for you, is negative thoughts. Because if I put myself in the story that you told, I'm thinking as a police officer pulls up, like I'm in trouble. I think you even said when your boss calls, I thought I was in trouble. Is that a thing for you, those negative thoughts? And why do we why do we do that? I mean, what's what's your take on that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do. I don't know why I do it. I think it's something that's, I guess, natural, natural instincts. You don't think you want to wake up today and think negative. Oh man, I just don't, you don't think that you, you, it just comes naturally. And I always look at like, like when you want to post something, I use like LeBron James for instance. Um, even though he's a celebrity, he's a basketball player, you know, he's still human. But, you know, the negative things that you get back, you, I know he thinks about negative things, how this going, if I tweet this about something, what's going to happen? And then you get, because people don't want to really want to hear your opinion about certain things. And it shuts you down because now you're thinking all the negative stuff of what not to do and what to do. Like, I want to make a post, but now I got to think, how is it going to make John, Rachel, and Tyler feel if I mm. type this? You know, now I got to think about everything else. But this is how I feel. But now since I'm on this 
since we all on this platform now, people make it seem like we no longer humans. We somebody else, and we can't make that. Yeah. We can't make a statement about anything. Or oh, well, you shouldn't be talking about politics. You. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I vote just like you do. Like I can't. Like, Rachel, you got a I good think, name for it. Yeah, I call it head trash. Um, and I know it, people. Everyone struggles with it. If someone says they don't, they're lying. And I right. think you know, from your aspect, it, it makes so much sense to me to think about. You are always thinking about others. And so it makes you susceptible to thinking about this more than an average person. And I think those of us that are people pleasers, and you have three of them here on the on the podcast with you too, um, that we always want to do right by other people. And sometimes we can overthink it. And we steal from our own creativity, our own joy, our own gifts when we're overthinking things. And thank God you didn't overthink anything mm-hmm. in this process of this beautiful story. And you've touched so many lives and inspired, you know, hopefully a whole generation of children who are being used as, you know, the Walter <laughs> Carr example is being exactly. used at home with yeah. them. Um, and how beautiful it is that you overcame that. So I think head trash is, it's a dangerous thing yeah, that everybody's susceptible to. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So, Okay. Walter, the last thing we're going to ask you to do, if you could pull your phone out here, we like to keep this mildly a surprise, <laughs> so you can't change the the, the truth of it, uh, but if you would pull out your phone, we want to peel a, another layer of the, onion, the Walter Carr onion, I would add, back mm-hmm. here in your story, and we would like for you to share with us the top five songs on your top playlist. Five? Yeah, whatever okay. whatever's the top five, give it to us. All right, no, no, that don't judge me, guys. I got a real playlist. Uh, <laughs> the negative thought starts. See? Right there, it's starting up. There's there no judgment. This is a safe place. Okay, so um, my first song, which I was not, I was listening to earlier, um, before, it's by Big Time Rush. Yes, I listen to Big Time Rush. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a song by like nobody's around. Okay. And my second song. I like Michael Jackson. It's by Unbreakable. Like you, I love that song. It touches me, mm. like Unbreakable. And my fourth song is the baby. It's a new song he came out with. If I want to, um, then my fifth song is an old school song by Drew Hill. Beauty, beauty. I like it because it just it's, it got a touching. It's a story behind that song for me, so I love listening to it every day. Now, below that, I know it's an issue, but I like to listen to gospel music sometimes to get my day started, yep. you know, get God in my head, get the the negative energy off, and get the positive vibes in. And it's like Kurt Franklin, um, Stomp, so I, I, and Revolution. So it's like it's a mix of how the day go. But that's my, my, my top of my playlist right now. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Thanks. Tyler, final thought? No, just uh, thank you for sharing your story and uh, your inspiration and your determination and generosity and everything you bring to the world. Thank you so much for having me. Walter, you're a good man. I, th- I think I wrote this as you were sharing, and it said, I, I wrote, we all have a walk to take, and I hope when my walk gets hard that I can respond in such a graceful, kind, and courageous way like you did. And you're a great example to me, to all of us, and uh, I I cannot be more thrilled to welcome you into the GOAT family. And uh, you're a GOAT, my friend, and thank you for being here. We're going to keep in touch with you. We're going to keep up with your story. 
Rachel, final thought? Yeah, I just, um, you are such a great example of a goat that helps others. And as you were talking about this, I, all the examples that got used today, it's like the real goats are the ones that are helping others. Like, you know, Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan was one of the people who, all the players that were on that documentary talked about how he coached them. He pushed them. Um, and I'm thinking about all the lives that you're impacting and thank you for just being you and showing up and, and just again, being so humble and generous with your insights and your perspective on the world. It's, it's such a beautiful thing to be reminded of. It's, it's still out there and you're carrying that torch for us. Well, Walter, thank you for joining us. And for thank you for having me. <laughs> for, for Tyler, for Colby, for Rachel, I'm John Byers, and this is the GOAT Consulting Podcast. Oh.